Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. It's finally happening. I finally, finally, finally get to get Alana. And I'm going to say this right. Alana? Brie, I don't oh know. Brianna's. Brianna's. Okay. There's more vowels in there that I got. And so yeah. this has taken us a while, but I know it's worth it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do our, our, do a little history here because I met you briefly at the reunion on that Lido stage where we had, had to have that dance class that for me was the pinnacle of the whole reunion, especially after uh-huh. doing the photo shoot and that, because I really didn't think I could do it. And I was afraid I signed up for something that I was going to be crying and not being able to do anything. And it was so much fun because I thought, oh, I, for, I forgot. I'm not the oldest person. You know, when you go no, back, like, oh, there's 20. But there was all different ages and there was dancers that had their daughters with them. And it was just like, it was more, it was beautiful. But they also didn't just give us tiny little old lady things. We got to walk. We got to go up and down the stairs. We got to learn a little bit of the choreography. That was so fun. And I wanted to get to know everybody there. And I think I probably passed you several times. You stood out to me. Yep. And I'm going to say your word, sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> because I listened to your interview that you did with Athena. It was called yes. Sparkle Darling. Yes. And I'm just going to keep going on our little trajectory here. Because then I did a video for the Lido dance, the current cast, when they opened again after COVID. And I asked all the bluebells who would like to send a video. And you have your video with your, you have the greatest, it's almost like a biker hat, totally bejeweled in rhinestones. (laughs) You had your rhinestone glasses and you gave them this wonderful, encouraging words and sparkle darling. (laughs) So I, and then my last connection, I'm like, I have to reach out to Alana is I posted on the bluebell group. If anyone had seen the show Vegas and knew, had any connection with the Dantana Robert Urich right. character because that's what got me to Vegas. I watched right. that show and I remember seeing those girls in those costumes. I also had a crush on him and I also wanted a lion. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to get me Robert Urich, a lion and a job as a showgirl. And then uh, you responded that you actually uh, worked with him. Yeah. Yes. So, I, um, uh, I was in the Dune show then. Um, and we, we we used to do um, little extra bits on um, the Vegas series and backstage bits and pieces. And then he did a um, he hosted a photographic model awards, and and we were we were dancers on that. And that's how I got that photo. But we all got a photo um, with him, and I just thought, oh, how gorgeous is that? <laughs> oh he, and he's um, so tall isn't he really tall so he could even stand with showgirls yeah, well, well I had heels on and I'm I was uh, five foot ten and so yeah he was tall and he was the loveliest loveliest guy oh I wish you'd met him he was gorgeous I was looking I, for him down there <laughs> I would have put my slippers under his bed <laughs> <laughs> so you guys you the dunes dancers what show was happening at the dunes at that time Casino de Paris Okay, so it's Capri- and then I went from Stardust to the Dunes. So I'm going to stick with this one. Then we're going to go in all kinds of circles because your career, I'm, I've heard bits of it. I'm so excited to hear more. So it was just the Casino de Paris girls that were on Vegas and you had like special times on there because it feels like 
there was a little bit of dancing in the background or there's somebody running through the casino and the showgirls are running and their yep. feathers are going. Yes. Yep. And so that, did, yep. so how was that to watch yourself on the show and see? Um, uh, well, well, I've only, I've only ever seen some of it. I haven't really delved into finding out, seeing more, you know, like we would be on a, on a telephone in the hallway or walking down the hallway or rehearsing, you know, no, no cozies, just, um, just rehearsing. And, okay. um, uh, you know, be like, you know, two bars of uh, music. That's all we would do. And they'd film it, do it again, do it again. And so, you know, it was, it was just one of those things. Yep, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. Pat McKechnie was the, um, our um, manager. And she'd just pick us out to do it. And I was always in every time uh, to, to be a part of it. And so, yeah, um. It's interesting in Vegas that you can do those kind of things. Um, I used to do a lot of extra work on movies as well. So I was a bit of a workaholic. Yeah. You're doing six shows. I know. We'll get to what you're doing now. You're still not done. So was were you doing two shows a night, six nights a week? Because I know some people um, do the seven. Two shows a then. night. Um, uh, um, two shows a night, three on Saturday. Um, so there was, what, 15 shows. But you had a night off. Yeah, okay. Um, so, you know, 14 shows. Um, wow. Ask them to do that today. They, they look at you like, you've got to be kidding. You know, yeah. I find that in musical theatre that they go, oh, we're, we're doing eight shows. And I think oh, eight shows yeah. is nothing. <laughs> and you're not doing a can-can can and, and a bunch of kicks. As and... we know, can-cans and, um, you know, two and a half hour shows and then, what, an hour and a half in between. And then back into it. I only did three shows in one play. I worked in Montreal and we had three show Saturdays. And the rule was if there was more people in the cast than were in the audience, we didn't have to do the show. So we'd watch them trickle and like, no, go back. Because that third show and we had a can-can. So the can-can three times will kill you. But I would take dance class in the day. I would go take, because Saturdays are my favorite class. And now I think about that and like, how, we were just in such good shape. And I think hungry and there was so much excitement moving to a different place and all the opportunities that you don't want to waste. So what got no. you into this business? And Melbourne um, uh, is where well, you are now. Did you grow up in well, Melbourne? I trained, I trained in Melbourne. And then um, uh, I was, um, I did a um, television, they had a Junior 9, the Channel, Channel 9 um, television station had a Junior 9 ballet, which I was part of uh, at 14. Um, and then I um, auditioned for a show called Sweet Charity, a musical. And in, oh, what was it, Six, 1967. And, um, and so I was 16 and a half, get into my first musical. Um, um, I, I sing, but I, I mean, I'm not fantastic, but I belted out a song. So I belted out a song and then they said to me, um, sing Happy Birthday. It's one of the hardest songs to sing with no music on your own in the middle of the theatre on that stage. And um, because I was tall and skinny at the time um, and, you know, I was fit, I was trained well, um, I got into the show. That's it. Um, I did several musicals um, and television and um, uh, and modelling, modelling at the same time. See, I've, I've always done... Oh, is that early on? Um, and then... I won um, one of the things that I won 
uh, Australia's, uh, no, uh, Victoria's mannequin of the year, which is the state that I'm in. And, um, uh, and then that took me to London. So when you say and mannequin, is that model? Modeling or on some... a catwalk. Yeah. And that's mannequin. Okay. Yeah. So I did the two photographic work as well as some um, fashion. And, um, and I was always known as the, um, the dancer, the dancer who can model and, uh, and uh, the department, big department stores, you know, kind of like um, um, Diamonds and, um, you know, Macy's and all those big stores over there. Um, they, they hired me to do a tango on stage. It was a nighttime parade, very big, big, a big fashion launch. And, um, and I, with this male model who wasn't really a dancer, but I taught him. And so I was always known then as the model who can dance. So that I got a lot of work from that. I was lucky. It wasn't, you know, it was, it's also the look, but I guess also um, because I was a dancer, I remember going for a, a go-see and the, um, the, the woman said to me, your feet are like ducks' feet. They turn out. <laughs> and I said, oh, they can turn in. And she, you know, and I'm, I'm 16 years of age. Oh, they can turn in. And my hair's pulled back in a bun. And, and, she, and she said, try. My hips ached. But I did it, and she said, oh, "Okay, you're, you're in the, you're in the, you'll be in the parade. Fantastic!" Other models were furious because mm. you know he was this young girl. And yeah. she's going to this high fashion, you know, designer parade. Um, I worked at turning my feet in, <laughs> <laughs> which even a bevel does have a little bit of a. It's something that's a weird, confusing, almost turnout and a turn in happening, yeah. like yes, hip yes. and feet. You get both. Um, uh, when I teach the, to do a bevel, you know, and I kind of go try to make them think they need to um, drop their heel in so that the foot turns out and the knee turns slightly. So you get yeah. that, um, uh, I always call it like a figure eight, that yeah. the, the body, the, your head, and then you come down and then there's this swish of the leg. Um, yeah, and uh, it's not standing with your hips open with your with your no, crotch out. <laughs> in fact I told them that yesterday when I was at class I said no don't stand like that you've got you've got an opening in between your legs it's your crutch no 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 get the leg across <laughs> it's really hard to, I teach sugar classes which I'm so happy to see how many people are doing it especially with the Lido closing that we feel like I more people that I know are more interested now and it's harder Ooh. than they think so instead of going back to the beginning, I also, when we first checked in, you're still working and you, you're going to be leaving in a little bit after our interview to go teach a class. So let's start yeah. there. So you're not, yeah. oh, these are my old dancing days, years and years and years ago. You are still in it. You're still yeah. bringing the sparkle. And I, I tell you what, I love it. It's really, it's, it's also good for me. I don't get paid for it. I don't want to get paid. Um, uh, so I get them to put a gold coin donation into a box. And it's for the children's hospital. So the money goes to the children at the end of the year or, or when we, they collect it all. Um, we usually do a telethon um, around Easter time. And, um, uh, and so we'll have quite an amount of money this year. But to see these people 
from when they first came in and had no idea. Um, and we do chair exercises to begin with because some of them are off balance. Can you tell how and, old they are? Because what is the age range? Um, that you're with? They range from 72 up to 88. Oh, and the 88-year-old is gorgeous. She just shuffles her way in with her walker. She leaves the walker, sits on the chair, ready to do, you know, work from the head up, um, right through the body, and then we stand up. By then they've got their balance, you know, they're kind of um, uh, in the zone. Because if yeah. you just make them stand up and then you start working, especially the head, they, they woo, they, they yeah. wander. So I said, well, okay, let's do chair exercises to begin with, to stretch. We never, we never do a class without stretch doing the stretch and they mm. love the stretch we're working on our um our um arms at the moment and and nana arms or we call them tuck shop arms you know to to <laughs> to, to make them stronger and to, but also to lift them so that we haven't got this extra bit of um skin flopping around <laughs> somebody, somebody called me it's the eternal wave goodbye your hand goes and the underarm flap just keeps going and going when you're done waving <laughs> oh i'm gonna tell them that today <laughs> <laughs> it makes a nice little breeze fan for yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. so um uh, the class is good they do it they do a lot you know they're, they're learning tap dancing they're learning jazz ballet they're learning to be a showgirl they learn to do a little bit of twisting, very 60s type music. Um, uh, so, yeah, they're, um, and they do a little bit of ballet bar. We, because, you know, ballet is the, the basis of, it, um, yeah. uh, of dance. So the strength, it's more the strength. Same for myself, the strength. I mean, I say to them, you know, that hurt me. Or how did you go? And they, and they go, yeah, yeah, I really felt it. So um, I'm... I'm not there as I'm better than them. I'm on the same level. It's just that I've still got the style. Yeah, yeah. Bad, and it doesn't know. go away. You know what I no. noticed that when we went to the reunion and we're getting ready backstage, I remember just being kind of excited and nervous. And do I put, I didn't even put my heels on because I just was afraid, like I may just tip over. But as soon as everybody got on that stage, you know, even if some of her walking a little, you know, <laughs> whatever, everybody was still standing upright. The posture yeah. still looked good and they could walk beautifully. And, and for older people too, it's falling down. That usually is the end of a lot of us is oh. a bad fall and it's a broken hip and it's yeah. the balance, like what you're giving them. I mean, I'm sure they feel good. They get to get, you know, moving and the, the therapy of that. They're amazing, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, I say to them, uh, with the fingers to, to group their fingers and tip your fingers like you're drying your nail polish. <laughs> I love and that. So go, <laughs> <laughs> do they get no, a performance at all or is it just is it they just will class? do a performance. They'll do a, um a, we've got four numbers, short numbers, but we the music follows through um uh, for their Christmas um a party in December. They'll do a bit of a um uh, a re a, a performance and so yeah it's good it's something for them to strive for you know it's challenging but at the and they they actually said to me yesterday oh I don't think I'll learn it in time and I said you will it'll just click in you'll be right um I'll be there and because I figured um I joined the music so that there was little gaps in between to make them move into their next position and I would chat on the microphone 
you know, I would yeah. say, oh, and now we're going to move into the, the 60s era. And and they go off and they're, you know, doing that oh. <laughs> swim and everything. So so um, uh, they start with um, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so it's a little bit of country western yeah. um, in there, but a bit cheeky, you know, they, they wiggle their hips and, um, uh, um, yeah, so that, that's a good number. They've got that damn pad. And then they then we do a little bit of um, kind of like out of West Side Story, um, a bit of uh, you know the number cool, yes, um, West Side Story. So they did a little bit more jazz, and then they do um, splish splash. I was taking a bath. So that's the sixties look. Yeah. Um, and as they walk around, they they walk around like showgirls. <laughs> so, so we didn't I actually asked... do a number with that. Right. But I asked you before we recorded because so they they don't know your story of how magnificent your career. What do they know of you as a showgirl? Because they, this they, has been our discussion know. of even what is a showgirl in different countries. It's even yeah, thought of I, different if you're a stripper. <laughs> yeah, see, that's exactly. I, you know, they go, oh, oh, you were a showgirl in Las Vegas. And I go, well, no, I was a dancer in Las Vegas. And then they yeah. go, oh, well, what's the difference? So you try to explain to them um, uh, the difference because when I went to Vegas, I went as a swing um, for, what, 21 people. We, we had so many yeah. in, in the Stardust show um, and we never got on the stage. Six weeks we learned that show sitting in the auditorium and, and you know, notating. Um, I had never done it before, but I had a photographic memory. So, so when a choreographer does something, it clicks. I know exactly what they've yeah. done. I can do it straight away. And still that's the case now. That's still the case now because I do go to another class um, uh, on a Wednesday where I'm, I'm actually one of the girls in the class and the teacher goes, whoa, you can really you can really pick this up. You can, you can really dance. And so people get behind me because they know I'll remember it. Oh, wow. Um, I think it keeps that, our brain going. I really, you know, I think what oh. we did kept, it gave us different wires for our brain that you wouldn't do if you weren't having to retain, to pick up fast, to swing and to change directions and change sides. That part, and, I think, must have, maybe, I'm sure um, Maybe do, um, uh, you know, like I can remember at the start us having A group, B group, C group, D group, and then um, you had to kind of um, uh, split track um, and do a little bit of A group and then you, I didn't learn B group, but I learned it. Um, oh, yeah, I can, I can fill in that place. You, you knew where exactly where to go. But um, uh, I just... I just think the tr that grounding that you learnt in your basic class when you first started to learn to dance, whoever the teacher is, have given all the, all us as bluebells um, such a wonderful um, chance to be able to do more, you know. I know my teacher used to say, oh, um, can you fill in for so-and-so? Yep. And it was an older group, but I'd already been sitting there learning it. So it's just, you know, we're, how lucky are we? Mm. We're wow. very lucky that we were bluebells. We were very lucky we had this opportunity in our life. Oh, how, did you, how did you come into it? Because I think in Australia, most people I've talked to that did it knew who Miss Bluebell was. 
but did you know about Las Vegas? I mean, you, you're not, you could have gone to Paris or Vegas. So there's choices. Where did you, why did you end up there? And how did you audition? I I went to London modeling and, um, uh, and while I was there, there was an ad in the paper for the Bluebell dancers. And I went, you know what? I'm, I'm over London. I'm, you know, I, I found a bomb, um, at the railway station. And, um, and I went, no, I, I want to see more of this, of the world. I want to see Europe. Yeah. And so I auditioned for Peter Baker, who, who used to audition um, uh, the girls in his, um, in his lounge room. That's I've heard some thing. interesting stories. Oh, there's, uh, there's stories about him, yes. Um, uh, with all the antiques around and you're doing high kicks and, and grungetes, and he, um, he, he said to me, oh, yes, you've got the job, but you'll need to change your nose. And I thought, what's wrong with my nose? What's wrong with my nose? And he said, oh, well, Madame Bluebell, when she sees you, she'll tell you to change your nose. So um, I'm on my way. I move out of London. I get on the, um, I get on the train. I get on the, the boat. And then I get on the train. I'm now in Europe and down to Paris. And um, someone picked me up. And I have a feeling that person that picked me up was Pierre Robert. Oh. And, um, uh, and I actually stayed with Bluebell for two nights. Wow. Oh. In, her, in her apartment. And um, here we were having a wine. And, and I said to her, I need to ask you a question. And you, oh, uh, yes. And you know how ladylike <laughs> she was. And I said, um, uh, do I need to change my nose? She said, oh, for goodness sake, no, no way. Just stay as you are. Well, oh, wow. Interesting. I mean, it was on my mind. Oh, I'm going to have to have a nose operation. Well, I want to ask about that too, because I've heard, you know, you have to fix your chin, but do you know girls that actually did that, that if they want the job, to pay the money, go to surgery to alter their face. So, do you? I don't know if I knew any that did actually did it. No, there's some. Um, uh, there were yes, I know some that had the nose done, but they also had the, the boobs done. You know, because they may, maybe didn't, I didn't have much boobs then, um, uh, but I didn't want to have my breast um, enhancement. And some in Vegas had that done. Um, not very good in those the, back in the 70s. Yeah, back in this. Yeah, I was saying that seemed like a very so, rare thing. Some of them then. had them so that the, uh, instead of the, the the boob looking straight ahead, it was looking there. It was like it was <laughs> crossing right. And there was a big separation between them. So these boobs were sticking out. Um, whether that was because uh, I just think the way they put the implant in was in the wrong wrong way so that it wasn't the boobs were not looking and we they were distracted you know is it better for them to be going out or in (laughs) (laughs) I know that girl had um she had several operations there was another girl an English girl who had um uh she had big boobs but she was self-conscious so when she danced she looked down the whole time she never looked down at the audience um, you know, I used to say to her, this, this is your territory. No one can touch you. While you're on the stage, no one can touch you. So just keep looking out. Even if you don't look at the people, just lift your eyelids. I used to oh. say to her, you know, open, yeah. open up. 
Anyway, she had them made smaller, but she had a lot of issues with having them made smaller and one um, became uh, quite um, uh, lumpy. She had oh. quite a few tr troubles. And um, so I really don't, she still lives in Vegas, but I don't know um, what actually happened. Her, um, her father um, had a gym in London or in England. And um, uh, and that's how she she developed a very strong um, uh, breast. Oh yeah, the strong yeah. pec muscles. So that could have been part of it too. Who knows? I mean, some had them put in and some had them taken out for for medical reasons. Yeah, I know. Um, for mostly, Miss Bluebell wanted smaller because they don't want you bouncing. If you've got an underwire, it shouldn't hang over and, the and underwire. You know, Sherry, that's another another thing. Um, dancing topless. You had to, you really had to have your shoulders back. You really had to hold yourself yeah. right into the wings, you know, rather than just stop. If you were running off, just stop and then walk the rest of the way or, 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 or chomp along. Um, you had to really just kind of flow right into the wings with your, because of the boobs. I yeah. was lucky I had little boobs then. I couldn't yeah. do it now. I remember when they out. used to live way up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how, so you were, how old were you when you actually got your first job with Miss Bluebell? As, as a Bluebell, um, uh, 20, 23. So you modeled between your 16 I, years I old. Went, yeah. Yeah. And I, um, and did musical theater in Australia. And then when I, I went to London to model, um, yeah. So I, I had my 24th birthday in Barcelona. Yes. Okay, so now I want to see. So here you are, you're a swing, and you go to, and that was a Don Arden at that time. Was um, Don yes. Arden producing? Was Bluebell Don Arden for Stardust? Um, uh, no, in Barcelona it was some um, uh, someone different doing the choreography, and and directing, um, because that was owned by the Rebus Brothers. Mm, I've been hearing and, more of these. And then from La Scala, I came back to Australia for three months, and then went to Vegas. And um, and that was of course Donna. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you never did you ever get to get us? Hey. He liked you. Why? He liked me because I worked really hard. You know, see, when you oh, live yeah. in Australia, you're living down under. You're so far away, and you have to really, you know, even now, um, the dancers here are fantastic in musical yeah. theatre. They're, they're fantastic, but they work so hard um, uh, to get the standard. Um, uh, because if they go to if they go to um, say London to do West End, um, they stand out. They're not they're not lazy. You mm -hmm. know how you get some dancers who who mark it. Well, yeah. I never knew how to mark. I just knew how to do something flat out every single time. So my um, uh, the strength was there. Yeah. It didn't bother me to do two shows or three. No, I was fit. That's when, when I, I hear I like you can mark it. I'm like, well, then you're not building the stamina. You have to do it full out so that you can get through. And it's not just doing a show. You've got those fast changes. You're running up and down stairs, loading in an elevator. You're not just dancing. And so if you marked it, you would not be ready for opening. No, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get there. No, exactly. exactly. No, um, but we, I don't think we knew any anything different. We just knew we wanted to be on that. We had to get on that stage. Like I, I, I dressed for some time here in Australia on musicals, and um, and doing quick changes. They, the 
performers would go, oh, I'm never going to make it. And I said, what do you mean you're never going to make it? You'll never not get on stage with me. I'll make sure you, you make that change. So having been the performer, the choreography of the preset for the close was so important. So um, uh, they'd look at me like, oh, my God, how come you're doing that? Well, I'm presetting it backwards so that the mm -hmm. first thing you put it on and blah, 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 and we'd go on and then I'll do the shoes up because they clicked in. And um, uh, and they used to go, oh, my God, how does she know about that? They knew nothing about me until word of mouth of ask her to bring in the photos. Ask yeah, you got to bring your photos. You have incredible photos. I have some good ones, yeah. So when That's you get like, to Vegas, what was that like for you? This is your first time in America and Las Vegas is um, very um, different in the oh, 60s. My first time in America was I won um, a competition which took me to Hollywood called um, Australia's Thoroughly Modern Millie. Do you remember the movie? Thoroughly yeah, Modern I've, Millie. Seen this, I've seen the stage version of it. Well, they, they um, every state of Australia, they uh, audition people. My father put me into this. Um, uh, to find thoroughly Australia's thoroughly modern Millie. She needed to sing. She needed to dance. Um, she needed to be a vamp um, mm -hmm. and, and be on the on the um, office table and ooh and ah at whoever. And I won Victoria and then went to Sydney and then I won Australia's thoroughly modern Millie. The prize was a trip to Hollywood for two. Oh, my gosh. So mum came and... Um, uh, and I'd never been out of Australia. Um, uh, so a trip for two and a screen test and everything paid. Three, three, three and a half weeks we were in, in L.A. Oh we, were like, we were like two country bumpkins, my mother and I, because <laughs> the room, the suite that we stayed in had 14 lamps. It was <laughs> the Hotel Knickerbocker, which I think is still there, but it was an old hotel. Um, 14 lamps in the lounge dining room and um and we turn them all on, turn them all on <laughs> and then we'd be turning them all off and we're going to bed um oh my gosh so so yeah my first trip there and I I went to a clairvoyant who said you're coming back really? and you and, and you will not be coming to LA you'll be going to Las Vegas wow wow nailed it right so on there. clear so yeah so um when I got offered to go to Vegas, um, I went, here it is. That's what she told me. And off I went to Vegas. I, I think I was there uh, nearly eight years. Oh, really? Was that, so you did the Dunes and you did the Stardust? I did, the, um, I did um, Stardust, Bluebells, and for three and a half years. And then I, um, I think I got married during that time. Um, and then I went to Bear Touch of Vegas, which was eight really strong dancers, not not yeah. big set. Um, and, and did that, cut my hair short, and then I broke my wrist on stage. Oh. And so in recovery, um, they went, well, she can go into the dunes. And that's how I went to the dunes. Someone left the show and I took their place and I was there ooh, two years two, three years, mm. um, um, and then I, I, I went to Paris. Um, I went and did some modelling in Paris, and then I came back, auditioned uh, with a, a gentleman called Reg Priestman, who was a principal dancer at the Lido. 
years before, and he came he came to um, Vegas with his partner Matthew, who was the hairdresser at the Lido, and um uh, and they they saw me on stage. That was my audition. I I met them afterwards, and and he went, "You've got the gig." So I I moved to um, Rest Point Casino in Tasmania, oh, which wow. is the little island at the bottom yeah. of Australia. Well, it's part of Australia, um, and did a show there. I yeah, I was the lead in that show. So singing, um, dancing, more of a um, a, yeah, a dagio as well. So it was a great opportunity to come back home. Yeah. Did you did you see yourself living in Vegas? Did you see yourself um, living there long term? Um, I I did until the marriage breakup, and then okay. this was the opportunity of me coming back to my homeland. Yeah. Um, and around family, and I I went back a couple of times to visit, but not to. I I got so involved in the fashion industry and promotions. That yeah. It, Send you in a another direction. Um, uh, yeah, so at times I think I should have just gone back to Vegas. Because you were there pretty much the heyday of it. I think of it's kind of the yeah. Rat Pack. You've got yeah, Sinatra and I- Sammy. Like I was, I was in Reno in Hello Hollywood in 80, and, and Sammy Davis Jr. came up there a lot. But in Vegas, they were, they were that was it the big headliners and then there were yeah. so many shows and the showgirls were revered differently and you've got mafia going on there's like that's where all these <laughs> movies are based around like what's happening behind the scenes I, I watched the movie casino recently because I talked to Pat Merle who yes. uh, she like she goes that movie is what was happening while we were there the whole thing with Rosenthal was happening while we were at the, the show with the stardust and like, so you hear all these things like, no, they're not exaggerating. That's you do your show. You keep your nose there's, clean. There's a, um, there's a book out called called Inside Las Vegas with Mario Puzo, who who wrote The Godfather. Oh. And um, um, uh, I've got two copies of that. I've got a hard copy and a, and a paperback copy. Um, and now there there's photo of me in there, um, which I can send to you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I went to the management and said, well, I didn't sign for this to be, there's two photos of me in there. And um, and they said, well, you signed for the show. Oh, they can have now, the rights to use you your want, image? Either you want to um, walk out the door and let's just leave it or, um, or you walk out of the show. Oh, my yeah, gosh. That was the ultimatum I got. And so I walked out the door and um, look at your puppy. (laughs) Um, uh, And um, I didn't get hired for the next show. Really? So just by saying that you were a troublemaker? Yes. And that's how it was. You know, I mean, there were, there's a lot of things, you know, I mean, um, uh, oh, different ones that um, had different situations. Um, Yeah. I I was also asked to audition um, for the Frank Rosenthal show. He used to do a talk show. And and I didn't want to do it. And I was made to audition. And I did the audition, but I I basically stuffed it up. I just said, I can't read the cue card. I can't. But um, uh, there were a few of us that 
um, the girl, um, Judy Angela, she was one of the four leads. Um, she used to be the like the hostess. And, um, uh, and so I did go on that show, but not as a hostess, as, as one of the dancers. Um, and see, I was one of the principals by then. I, I, I was only a swing for, mm, I reckon, six months. And then, and I understudied the leads and learnt the show in the wings. <laughs> there was wow. no, and, and actually when I went on, um, uh, I had had no tech runs, nothing. So it was a matter of, you're on. And I had dark hair and, and uh, they put strips of blonde hair because they were blonde, strips of blonde hair to cover my head. So it was kind of like what I've got now. Um, and then the hair pieces came on. And the photo in, in that book with the little uh, rhinestone, you know, glittered top hat or bowler hat um, is from that performance. But I got to do that performance several times. The girl was, um, um, and I think it was um, uh, Pamela Denae who um, uh, was the girl that took sick and I went on. Oh, wow. And then when she moved to Paris to do a show in Paris, I I was given her job. So I was I became a principal quite quickly. Yeah. I'm so amazed at the stories of how fast all of us went into the show. I came in as a replacement and you you learn it and then you get they have I did two numbers and then they you add a few. Sometimes you did the whole show. Yep. with barely any and there's you're navigating elevators sets moving yep. we had 150 dancers on stage there's so many things that go go wrong and you just do it and now yep. you think about like how did we not get hurt or and we all seem to pull it off nobody that I know made really big mistakes you just you knew you had to do it which is such yep. a very different way of now that like no you don't get like a week of put in you just figure it out follow that girl and don't die well the um um you you did Reno. There's several mm -hmm. Australian girls that were in Reno. No, um, Donna, Mandy, Mandy, Mandy uh, Corson. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. That sounds yep. familiar. I was there in 1980. Um, um, and um, a, a girl called Andrea Sullivan. That sounds familiar. I was a tall um, nude, so I feel like we barely knew anybody in the other. Right. Well, <laughs> she might have been. She might have been a covered dancer. Um. Andrea, I actually auditioned in Australia before I went to Vegas. Andrea um, Grant? And my, and my teacher said, um, can you look at this girl because she's a calisthenic girl, but she's doing dance with me. And I went, yep. She actually went to Barcelona because yeah. Patricia Lee, who was um, the lead, um, um, uh, what was she the lead in? Um, the one in, um, in Vegas at the yeah. MGM she, her mother was in Sydney, and so she did all the paperwork and liaison. And Andrea went to um, Barcelona, and then she went to Reno. Yeah, we had a lot and of Aussies. Our dressing room, and I always was think they were some of the best dancers. They were, and I've asked a few, like, what was it about the Aussie girls? And one person said they have this naivete, and they're yes. so brave. They, they don't question that they can do it, but they're kind of have, they're innocent and super brave and ballsy at the same time. I go, that's what I think when I remember them, they were just like, sure, we can do it. And they don't, yeah. 
and you see the mm-hmm. British, they're like, no, it won't work, darling. We already tried it. It's not going to work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. They, yeah. So, so it, it's not, I can't do it. I'll have a go. Yeah. I'll have a go. Yep. That's what um, I think. Um, I, I just love the attitude of them. Um, that time when I went on as, as the principal, I had never been in, the disc came out over the ceiling, over the audience. I had never been in that. I did not rehearse it. I had no idea how that was going to feel. They just said, well, you'll have a belt on you and, and the, the disc will go down and you'll do the bonsoir, welcome, da-da-da-da-da, and then you'll come up. Um, right. And the noise. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> and then I'd land and do my hello, whatever. And then, uh, and I'm like, oh my God. So it's afterwards that I had the fear. And, and one <sighs> night it didn't come up. It just didn't come up. It was like, uh, and so I missed half of the next routine because I was still hanging out over. <laughs> yeah, you can't get down. We had a disc in Hello Hollywood. There's a big pastoral over the audience that we went on. And there was a girl that came down like a majorette on a disc, same thing. And I, I know the year I was there, she got stuck at least three or four times and the audience is leaving and she's still hanging and the house lights are up and there's like a yep. girl not wearing much, just suspended. <laughs> it's not glamorous when the show's over. It's no. beautiful in the show afterwards. Or we, like you said, that sound effect. And I, they um, rescue? I actually, as a swing, um, I tripped on the, on the, um, the feathers and the chiffon cape. And I, I went over the footlights down onto the um uh, the, sta- the the table. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you know the big ponytail is in my face, and I get onto my knees. Oh, and this um, <laughs> I look, I, I kind of lifted the hair, and there was this older man, white hair with a moustache and a little bit of a goatee beard, and he um he 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 went hello, gorgeous. Oh, like really in my face, and I went, "Oh, hello, how are you? Oh my God!" And I, as I turned myself around, um, I cleared the table, drinks, whatever, and I, I got myself back up, <laughs> you know, holes in my tights, and went, "Where am I? Okay, yep, that's where I am." Um, I just kept going, um, and the maitre d, um, I sent a message for the maitre d to, um. You know, I'd buy them a drink. I'm, no, they only wanted a photo. So they used to come every year to have a photo with their, their as they called me, a showgirl. Oh, their showgirl. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I and love And they came that. from um, um, Oregon. Really? Oregon? I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm one state up. I'm Washington from the United oh, States. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And so I never ever <coughs> saw the photo. I never got the photos. They, they probably talk you you're famous and they're probably telling that story and and you know glamorous probably, showgirl dance her down yeah. and now she's their age <laughs> oh my gosh well um the night we were there for the Lido show when we were there for the reunion Leah who yeah. I've interviewed a couple of times there's a partner section she said they just had too much adrenaline I guess they all say how much they love that night. That was a lot of their favorite sh- night of the show is when we were there because of the energy. Yeah. They were just, they were just going bigger than normal. And they, he takes her in a lift and her leg did the same thing. Wipes out all the champagne glasses and knocks it. Like she said, I baptized the whole first few tables. 
And I go, you know what? If it's a bluebell, they were probably like, oh, I'm totally fine with this. I'm wearing champagne that was kicked on me by a dancer. It's it's probably good luck Absolutely. in some culture. <laughs> I, I think I think it also adds to the um, the excitement of being in the audience watching one of those shows. Yeah, it's not like well, on a screen; it's right there in front of you. Um, some my cousin came to visit, and she said, "Oh my god!" Oh, she she saw me in the dunes, and she said, "You know what?" there's never two sets of boobs the same they're all different <laughs> and yeah. her, 11, her 11 year old son was in a lighting booth illegal we, oh. we got him in so he's what and and Compton was just always talks about it now I mean he's in his 50s now but he always goes oh I saw the showgirls up close I saw them their boobs he's still saying it today their their boobs they're all different and they are yeah. You look at them and you go, yeah, they're all different. Something she picked up, you know, being in the yeah. audience. Um, and I, I tell that story because um, I just think it's reality. You know, it's how people perceive you. We used to find good-looking fellas in the audience and and play up to them as yes. you would have too. Uh-huh. And, yep. and you'd get back in, you'd get back in the dressing room. You say, oh, it's it's um three three tables in. Um, yes. On the right-hand side, he's so good-looking. He's wearing a white jacket. And, and so then people would go, oh, oh, yes, he's in the next change and be discussing that fella. And the girlfriend or the wife would be sitting there, mm. <laughs> <laughs> not happy at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, I always, you know, I've got that motto that they can't touch you, you're on stage. This is your yeah, parents. absolutely. That's where you get to be the sexiest, most feminine, and, and, powerful because nobody can mess with you, and and they can't. Yeah. it's just what it is. Um, you you can't. I remember doing a fashion parade, and we had used to have this thing called the gown of the year, and it was it was all forms of fashion, race wear, um, resort wear, um, evening wear, and a gown would be um uh, uh, would be chosen as the winning gown. Anyway, because I was the dancer, I had 21 garments to wear throughout this parade. And I had to come out. Um, it was a snake and it was beautifully um, made, this outfit, and the snake wrapped around my body and I had an apple. And so, you know, oh. I crawled out onto the, onto the catwalk and then high kicks and turns and whatever, and I picked this guy out of the audience for him to take a bite of the apple (laughs) I got in trouble for this and he he he's so good looking and he took the bite of the apple and he he just kept staring at me you know like in my face and I I moved myself um what happened at the end of the parade because every time I came out he kind of sat up like oh here she is here she is and um uh and so afterwards, knock on the door of the dressing room, this man, his name was, um, oh, should I say, anyway, he's, I won't say his name. Um, uh, he, um, he said, I want to see the girl with the snake, the girl, the, the, only, the only model that mesmerised me. And, um, and the, the woman who was comparing, she said, oh, no, 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 you can't come in here. And he said, oh, no, I'm coming in. He came into the dressing room and, you know, I had on a petticoat because we wore petticoats on the dresses in those days. Yeah. And um, uh, and she ordered him out. She said, uh, outside, please, outside. 
my models don't, and they're not, we're not subject to this. Anyway, yeah. I met him, cut a long story short, he wanted me to model, he reckons I could have worn a, um, a chaff bag, um, <laughs> a potato, potato sack. And so he had a potato sack designed and made and there was a runner, an old guy who would have been in his 60s who did this run from Sydney to Melbourne in a pair of um, gumboots around the same time. So I actually have a pair of gumboots from um, uh, Cliffy Young was the running guy and um, signed by him, the running, the, the boots, the, uh, yeah, the, they were white and I wore them with the sack. The dress <laughs> was made out of Hessian fabric, and um, and he used to send me um, uh, he used to send them to the Mannequin Models Guild photos and letters and whatever, and, and we had to stop him. It was a married man. I never oh. I never met him again. I never met him again. But but in the course of conversation with the lady who I called my auntie, she lived in the same country town and she said did you meet and she said his name and I said I I did and she said you are the girl he talks about you all the time and I said oh oh I've never met him again I said he he made he got the outfit made she said we know the town know all about it <laughs> really yeah so you know I mean different things happen I had a situation that I think if there's something of there's, I worked on a cruise ship and the cruise director decided I was going to have dinner with him. And I said, no. And they said, you can't say no to him. And so I was pursued and there's somewhere else that these men in power. And I've heard with the mafia too, like that showgirl, and they would give yep. them gifts. So you had to be so careful. It was nice to be adored, but if you can't, yep. you have to have someone looking out for you because like, no, you will have dinner with me. And can you share the story about the phone call you got backstage from Francis? Oh, Francis, yeah. Um, yes, because I I had no idea that 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 was who it was, and I and I on the phone going oh um uh, call back stage you'll have to you'll um can you just hold on I've got to go on stage and I went on stage and then I come back and I said oh can you hold on I need to change my clothes and I changed my clothes come back still no idea who this is um. Uh, one of the showgirls had said to me, oh, he's going to call you. He had seen the show the night before. And, um, and I, oh, my God. I just got divorced as well. And so the bottom line was that he, he because he called himself Francis. That was not Francis. Frank, if he'd said Frank, it would have hit me. Um, and um, uh, and then he said, oh, well, you will come to dinner with me. You will come to dinner with me. And I said, oh, no, I don't know. Uh, I'm not coming to dinner with you. This is on the phone. And he said, um, but you will. And I said, no, I won't. And I said, look, you know, I've just got divorced. Um, uh, I'm uh, uh, not up to be going out with anybody. And I have no idea who you are. And I and I said, can you hang on? I went in and changed, and I said, there's some bloke on the phone out there called Francis. And the the girl, the showgirl, goes, oh, that's him, that's him. He's called you. I said, yeah, I've been on the phone. I go on and do do a number, and I come back, and and she's and I said, who? And she said, Frank Sinatra. 
And I go back to the, the phone <laughs> and I said to him, um, so what's your name? And he said, Francis. And I said, and your last name? He said his last name. Oh, no. I have found, this guy's been on the phone at the I dropped the waiting phone, for you to waiting for me and I'm definitely going to dinner with him. No, I'm not going to dinner with him. I turned down dinner with Frank Sinatra. Oh my gosh. I do a little showgirl talk or an entertainment talk with big hats and whatever. I borrow them from a friend and I tell that story. And of course the people that I do the, the talk with um or for um are that that era and so they they shake their head and I shake my head now too and go I wish oh my I gosh Rowena no Rowena Harder leader she was a, a showgirl she was in Vegas in 59 she was the first show that came over from Paris with Bluebell and right. Dawn and then she was a flight attendant and she turned down Carrie Grant so she does talks as well about her showgirls and I was I probably was the only woman to ever turn down Carrie Grant so you might have been the only woman to turn down Frank Sinatra oh, oh it's, it's 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 sad i did um the movie electric horseman yeah with um uh, robert redford robert redford yeah and um another model friend that i'm still friends with Dottie, um, we'd be getting there at 5.30 in the morning, make up and whatever, and get the clothes on. We were extras in it. I think you see me at one point in time in the movie, and the rest of it's probably on the cutting room floor. But yeah. we used to have breakfast with him. <laughs> He's so <laughs> handsome. Breakfast with us, and he was so, so handsome. Oh, oh my God. And, um, uh, um, and so at the time... I should have got photos. I think Dottie got photos. I've never, I've never seen them. Um, uh, but at the time, it was kind of like, oh no, you can't sit next to him. Yeah. And uh, I, of course, I did sit next to him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, we we had balls. <laughs> Come on, Dottie, we're going to go and sit up here. We we just sit here. And loveliest man, he was oh, so good, lovely, yeah. and so was um, um Jane Fonda. She was in that movie. Oh, oh I she, need to watch that again. I love that. It's been years. She oh. um um she she used to um do a lot of yoga back then. She that was did. before everybody was doing it. Yeah, yeah, yes, well before, well before. I mean, we used to go to class. I used to do like a, a class a day or two yeah. classes where I was. Could. This while you were modeling and dancing, you're still taking yes, classes. Yes, Good yes, job. Yes. Modeling at um, Joseph Magnum as a house model, um, uh, and then, you know, get on a plane at 7 in the morning, go into L.A., do a couple of parades and get on a plane and come back, put put the show makeup over the day. Oh, my gosh. Go and do a show, the workaholic. See, well, I'm sure you were sitting next to people because there were some people that only did the show and were wiped out and they might just do a couple things in the day, save their energy for the show. And then I yep. worked with people that were putting themselves through college, getting up, doing that, and then doing the show. Some were raising children. It's just yep. like even, even in one dressing room, how everybody energy or how much they want to do and that you were, I know quite yep. a few people, there was a yep. lot of modeling opportunities in Reno too, that they loved the dancers because they move differently. And yep. we did an air taste show. And so there was always extra and that was little town of Reno. So Vegas, I have friends that were doing, they were extras in movies. They were like I feel like yep. Vegas had, you could work every day if you wanted to. Absolutely. I've got photo shoots um, um, for the, um, the paper 
um, um, working for Oscar de la Renta. Wow. Um, and I've got a be- I've got a beautiful um, group shot with him. Um, uh, so you do um, parades for Oscar de la Renta, and then go and become the nighttime girl. No wonder the marriage broke up. <laughs> right. You never. Wow. So did was that a thing where I love to hear the ones that tour, like when they would get to Italy, all the Italian men wanted to marry a bluebell. They were just they'd wait for the tour to come through. And then other places, you know, you hear the mafia where a lot, a lot of mafia bosses, people I've been trying to get hold of. Oh, no, they married a mob boss. I'm like, oh, I did not know that. But it kind of the showgirl was the one you want on your arm. Yeah. And I don't you know, celebrities, the 60s, that was were you and seeing think, that around? I, I think the glamour, the glamour. You know, yeah. see, the other thing was if you were a principal on, on a, in a show, they did this thing where they, um, uh, they, they invited all the principals of the shows to a, a third show, like, say, for Benali. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> um, uh, and so we got dressed up because we, we didn't have time. We didn't have a chance to be dressed up. And so went to Manali, see Manali, and it was um, it finished at five in the morning. So go there at three, still with the stage makeup on. Yeah, <coughs> hang on. And um, ooh, stupid cough. Um, uh, and um, uh, and then you'd see her on stage do a third show for the people of the strip, and we went. We saw Shirley MacLaine. We were guests of Shirley MacLaine at Caesar's Palace, and Ed, Ed, someone who was a front, the front person, um, but glammed up. And a girl called Pat Cray, who has since passed, <coughs> she, um, she was a principal in the Stardust too, but she had originally um, worked for Frederick Abkara in the Dunes gorgeous looking lady um she went to get her um mink stole where she hid it was in the dishwasher (laughs) and when she went to get the the mink stole out because she never used the dishwasher but the mother her mother had come to visit and had turned it on no so here was this she couldn't wear a mink coat because it was ruined. Um, uh, I've always remembered that story. But but um, she said to me, "Are we? Are you really getting dressed up?" I said, "Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. Formal. Let's wear. Let's really go all out." And rhinestone earrings. Great time. Great time. Great experience to be a part. To be invited to those dinners. They were dinners. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Although um, uh, Liza Minnelli was a full-on show. She, she did it for. She must be exhausted. Said, yeah, she said, "I can't, I can't cope with these on anymore." And and we wanted, we we were taking them off too. Oh them my the, gosh! On the table, and, and they just want to do that for the for the show. I heard Sammy Davis Jr. would also do a late show. Yep. For yep. the day. I'm like, that is amazing because they don't they don't need to. They're celebrities. They're tired. So that's really interesting that they would do that and give back give back, give back yeah we to see them but we did a lot of promotional work um uh you know Ingelbert Humperdinck um <laughs> um uh, um golf golf tournaments so I, I I joined an agency so hence you had all this extra work and then a girl that I'm still friends with that lives in Sydney 
um, uh, he invited her to see his show. And so on her night off from the Stardust, she went and she was in the front row. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, And she, she, like me, we just didn't follow through. Yeah, you know, when yeah. I think back, you know, life might have been different, but um, uh, we just we just didn't follow through. We were, I wasn't going to be a part of the mafia. I know some that had some uh, sad situations yeah. um, within the mafia um, time. Yeah, but no, strong headed. No, not getting involved in that. I dated a guy after I got divorced, and all of a sudden he 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 appeared with a gun. And I said, oh, what have we got the gun for? He said, oh, because you never know. Oh. And I, and uh, three days later, he actually accidentally shot him, shot himself in the foot. Oh, my I never, gosh. I never saw him again. I went, no, yeah. I can't, can't be doing this. No. no, you don't need that in your life. No. And then I heard, like, Elvis Presley. There's pictures of one of the bluebells with Elvis backstage, and there was... A documentary in the Lido that, that Elvis dated several showgirls and that must he was working in Vegas. So, you know, late night people, beautiful girls, that must be where, where you and go I, to. I, I think um, uh, when they say they date them, they're seen with them. They're invited right. to come and have dinner at two yeah. o'clock in the morning. Um, and so uh, it's not really a date. As right, such. right. That's yeah. Although, although I've not met one that went out with Elvis Presley but you know where would Maybe you like, I want to be with beautiful women and photo and take the photos and well yeah like how are you going to meet people when you're getting how home at four meet- in the morning exactly and and do you meet the, the the ones that are left over or do you meet someone who's decent I was I didn't you know after my marriage no I never met anybody that took my fancy no yeah. <laughs> were you married just that one time I married the same man three times. Are you serious? Three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he was he was in the Stardust. He was a singer, but he was also a school teacher. And then um, uh, anyway, we got married um, over lunch one day. He, I love this story. His sister and brother-in-law was there. And then we come home and then I he went to the dunes. He had moved from... Stardust to the dunes, and I went to the Stardust, and I said, "Guess what I did today? I got married." And they were like, "No, no <laughs> way!" And um, uh, and so that was the first the first wedding, and then and a choreographer from Australia who I, I grew up with in musical theatre, he had come to live in Vegas, and he was kind of like um, uh, he stood up for it for me, you know, as a witness and um and then the next time we had another wedding was in avon illinois a town of a thousand people came and it was in a bowling alley and it was (laughs) time my mother flew over and uh we had we had a wedding um his 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 mother um uh, uh got Orchid sent in, flown in from Hawaii to go on the cake. I made, I beaded and made another outfit. So I was in pale pink then. And then 12 months later, we came to Australia and we had the marriage blessed in the church. And we had a dinner party for uh, 14 people. 
very and a very glamorous um, uh, a reception venue, and um, uh, and then um, we got divorced. Six months later, I was divorced. Oh well, <laughs> and I, I, I got that motto of um, "Be careful what you ask for, because you might just get it." Yeah. So when you put it up there, make sure it's exactly what you want. Um, uh, and so he was, he was, um, a, he was the, one of the principals in the dunes and then he left to direct plays. And there was a place called the Meadows Playhouse. I don't even know if it still exists, but so he was working mainly days, um, rehearsing and I was working nights and, you know, I was modeling and, uh, you know, everything. So we were ships in the night. Um, and then I broke my wrist on stage in the, um, uh, in Bear Touch of Vegas and he was never there. He wasn't around. Where was he? And, and so um, I went down the track of uh, being at the hospital. The stage manager brought me home and he was at home. My husband was at home. And, and I said, where were you? You know, because we didn't have phones in those days. Yeah. And um, uh, and so um, uh, he um, he said, oh oh, I went out, and I went out. Yeah, and the pennies, you know, the bells and whistles were going off, and um, uh, and eventually, um, within a couple of weeks, so we were divorced within a week. Really? Wow. And um, uh, and people often say, did you get three three divorces? I said, no, one divorce because one they were. Kind of like parties, yeah. Um, uh, and um, yeah, and I've still got the outfits in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> was that your only marriage? It was my only marriage. So you're I never a married gal too. And yeah. then I, I I went out with a prominent um, um, um politician um for three and a half years, and and then I finished that. Um, and then and he was much older than me. Um, and then um, uh, I lived with someone for mm, seven years, um, a liar, a gambler, a cheat. And then I went, you know, this is it. I'm picking people. Yeah. So I've never married and yeah. I don't have a partner and I, I quite like being on my own um, because I'm independent. Yeah. I can come and go as I want. Um, uh, so you lost your husband. Yeah. And I haven't married wrong? since. Yeah. And that getting older, you start looking at men our age and it's not looking so appealing. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I like the single gal lifestyle. If I want to go to Paris, I don't have to justify spending the money. If no. I, yeah, I do like the freedom. And I think, you know, people, a lot of, a lot of our friends got married, but there's something of that showgirl life too. Like you, you left your home and you went and moved somewhere. You can take care of yourself. You have a sense of adventure yeah. that, sometimes you know settling down is perfect after women have done that for a while they do want you know i'd like i love that raise my kids i had the family life and now i'm back to like i kind of like this independent woman <laughs> and not especially if you know there's a man who's turning into a curmudgeon nothing against old men but it's not looking no. like you're not gonna be doing much but taking care no. of them <laughs> you need someone who can um keep up with you um and for uh, you that's gotta be that's gonna be tricky um <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I mean, I went to see a show last night. It's an amateur theatre production, but it's very, very good good quality. Um, and they did Chicago. 
and you know, I got home at 12.30. And so, you know, open the gates of, of, of the community and then I get in. I'm sure one of my neighbours across the road would know exactly that I got home at 12.30. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only thing about living in a retirement village is that you, um, uh, oh, where did you go today? Oh, you're never home. You know, you kind of go, oh, gee. Everybody I, I, I'm not answering to any of them. I have right. some great friends, male and female, um, but I'm not washing the socks. I'm not having to right. be home o'clock at night so that i have to get the dinner on the table no oh good for you i want to eat at six i eat if i want to eat at nine i eat at nine yeah oh my god or sometimes don't eat at all i've had i had you know i went out for lunch and and so i don't really need dinner where if if i'm with someone that look i'd love a partner to be able to say to me um i'm taking you away for the weekend yeah. That'll be gorgeous. Or I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm taking you to dinner. Um, or shall we go and see a movie? Yep. I'm not yeah. opposed to that, but I'm, you know. I like the idea of companion. Somebody to do things with, but not that you have to yes. be, be there. Really see every day of the week or every weekend. Um, um, it'd be nice to have that kind of um, relationship, but otherwise, um, no, and most of my friends go, oh, no, there's no way I'm going back there. <laughs> no, yeah. and I think now I'm in my 70s, I kind of go, well, am I lonely? Yes, I am at times. I've got a, a myriad of um, friends from all different walks of life, and, and that's nice too because you get yeah. a different conversation going. Um, uh, the people with the theatre last night is all theatre. And it's all about, you know, was it directed right and, oh, was yeah. she cast right and all of that. And I go to those shows to be entertained. And I always say that to them. Uh, well, I got it. I was entertained. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not that critical yeah. of it. It's an amateur theatre production, but it's a very good one. And um, because when they do the amateur theatre productions, they can't do it exactly how it was originally done. So this was kind of centred around, Chicago centred around a circus theme. Oh. So they were, they were not um, uh, all in black. Um, uh, it's normally all just women and yeah. then there's the scattering of men. Well, there were a lot more men, but they were all in kind of um, Pyro-like costumes, you know, oh. with the frill yeah. um, or, or white face or... Um, um, the girls, the girls had maybe red corset, corsets on them, um, and then like little white pleated uh, tutus. Very, very interesting. Very well, very well done, but um, yeah, it didn't. It, it was a bit busy. Yeah, there was too much happening. The choreography needed to be pulled back and just make it simple. It's a, a Bob Fosse show, um, so yeah. make make the choreography just stylized. Um, yeah. yeah, but but I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, you've got to go out and be entertained by others. I love it. You're, I think, yeah, you are still living that vibrant, sparkly life. So as we end, um, mm-hmm. I love that sparkle seems to show up with you everywhere. But yeah. what, what would you say has been the bluebell essence that you still embody? Oh, um, um, years ago, before I was a bluebell, the bluebells were um, 
had to wear a suit. They couldn't wear jeans or pants. It wasn't, you know, it was, the hair was always pulled back. Um, there was an Australian girl that, that was a bluebell and she went on tour, Rosina. And when she came back to Australia with her Spanish husband, they had a dance group. My sister was one of them, but they had to have white blonde hair. They all had white blonde hair. They had to wear a suit and no one could pick them up at stage door. And they, they worked in a cabaret atmosphere, beautifully costumed, um, well-respected. Um, and so as I grew up in that, the same was in the theatre. Always present yourself. Um, uh, don't just come in your cut-off shorts and your T-shirt like it is today. We yeah. always had to dress. And in the theatre, we were never allowed to wear trousers. Um, and all, we always had to have um, dresses on. And I wore um, a jumpsuit pants, um, which was kind of a, um, a purple and white um, a tweedy kind of fabric, and then a purple um, a, a skivvy underneath. And I got told off for wearing pants. Oh, really? I've never forgotten it, even though now I wear a lot of pants. Um, but when you're on stage and you look out at the audience, it's wonderful to see a well-dressed um, audience, isn't it? When yeah. you see them, they've taken the time to present. It doesn't happen so much now. They, they walk, you know, they're, they're in cut-off jeans and, um, oh, you know, it's not even hippie. Hippie was yeah. better than what it is today. Um, so, so for me, um, the one thing that I've, I've learned is that you, if you do not present yourself, doesn't matter where it is, if you're going to the supermarket, whatever. And I learned that from my mother, but I also learned it from being a bluebell, that you had to come out of the theatre looking um, classy. Mm. And they, they really are classy. You know, um, uh, we, we knew how to present ourselves. Uh, probably today, um, very different style because of the way life is. But, um, you know, my clothes were abundance. Suits yeah. and uh, hats and, you know, you just kind of, um, uh, and always the bling, the jewellery, always the jewellery. So the reason people call me bling, you might see sometimes they go, oh, wonderful bling, is because backstage as a dresser, I always had rhinestone necklaces on and the earrings. So I'd come in and they go, oh, my God, what's she wearing today? And so one girl, she's actually the lead in, um, in Moulin Rouge at the moment, um, she, um, she said to me, you know what I'm going to call you? I'm going to call you bling. And that stuck. So mm. a lot of people don't even know my name. They don't know Alana. <laughs> they know bling. They go, oh, yeah, bling, yes, bling. Even the other night uh, I went to see Hairspray, um, uh, people going, hello, bling, bling. And so the Sparkle Darlings comes from the lady who was my mentor in my first show, Sweet Charity, and she used to come to the dressing room every single night and pop her head in the door, and her name was Betty Pounder, and she, she would say, Sparkle Darlings. And so I kind of wanted to take a, bit of, a little bit of that. So I always, I always write Sparkle Darlings. Hence the, 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 the words for um, Athena's um, podcast. Yeah, that was so great. And that was in the video that we 
put together for the cast. Yeah. Sparkle darling. It's wonderful. I just picture you just sparkle. Even if you don't have the rhinestones on you sparkle. Cause I can uh, see you first- on that stage at the reunion. Like she was sparkling without having, there yeah. was no, and, no. Sp- and we didn't actually meet at that. When we I feel that. like we did. I think it's because I keep seeing you on social media and we've messaged back and forth and you sent the video that I went, Oh wait, no, we've never really met, but maybe the next reunion. That, oh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we have one. Um, and yeah. Lindsay has not mentioned that again, because I'm going to do it in Vegas. Yeah. I heard her rumor. It wouldn't be Paris again, but it would be no. wonderful. The easier for oh. me <laughs> no, I mean, pop on yeah. down the road. And, and for me, I mean, I, I've still got, lovely friends that would still live in Vegas you know I'll just go and I'll, I'll just lob at their home yeah um, and then to come well, back come back home yeah well, Elena, I, mean, I thank you back home yeah thank you for doing this um this if you can send me any photos I know you've got those glamorous 60s yeah. throw in throw in some modeling ones in there too some bluebell yeah. and some modeling because yeah. You, you, and I, I've got some photo. I've got a photo um, in a beautiful designer um, dress that um, a designer in Australia. I took the, the dress over there. <laughs> Was I ever going to wear it? No, but I did a photo shoot um, at um, uh, Valley of Fire, um, which is about an hour out of Vegas. And the rocks, because of the sun, the rocks change colour. It's a it's a fabulous photo, and the dress is flying in the air. It's quite. Oh, we went, wow. I went there at three in the morning, and come back at seven in the morning. That's see, they're the kind of things I, I just went yes, <laughs> and work all the. Yep, I don't need to sleep. I'll sleep when I'm eighty. That was plenty of yeah, sleep that's, later. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, no, no. You'll live past then. Yeah, you've got sleep. lots of energy. Lots of yeah. energy. Yeah. Well, but, well, yeah. We can get some sleep and make up for it because those young times, you got to grab it all while you can. Because we will and never. That photo of you with the four boys with the chandelier <sighs> above you. Have you blown that up and put that up on your fame wall? I need to do that. That was their idea. It was so much fun because we had just done the interview, and they had done a rehearsal. And Christopher said, "We're putting our tuxes on." They lifted me and put me on the Lido desk. And I, I, the new management, I think they, I got some comment about, oh, you were the one that was on the counter. I'm like, yes, but are you can do fire me. I don't live here. You can't, <laughs> you can't fire Christopher. The show's closing. It was so fun. Yeah. They were a great interview, but just to be in that gorgeous theater. I, yeah. Oh, that, that photo. And Savannah, Karina's daughter. Very special. That reunion. Oh, even though so- I never danced at the Lido. Me either. It just felt um, masterclass. I thought I'm going to be on that stage, rain, hail or sunshine. I'll give it my best shot. And there was another girl there. Um, what's her name? Marjolaine. Marjolaine. Um, she lives in. Um, maybe she lives in 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 Holland now. Um, she lived in um, in the Netherlands. You know when they were choreographing and you go, you walk around. You had to kind of peel around. Yeah, um, a little promenade. To me, and I and and I, oh no no, you go, you go first. And she said, no no no, I'll follow you because I had black pants on with white spots, and she could see them. She lost her peripheral vision. Um, she had a stroke. She oh, told wow. me. She said, I can't see to the side of me. Um, so for you to be in front, I will I will follow your legs around. And I'm I 
I'm friends with her on, on Facebook. We've never danced together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> one that, um, um, uh, it could be interesting because she came out of, she did that master class like she didn't have a stroke. She there was spent, magic happening on that stage. We all went back to being 20 years old. And the, that young girl that was um, uh, helping with the choreography. Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. She, she, was ha- she had a baby. She's had two since then. She was pregnant Mom. then, and then she had another one during COVID. Wow. Booby flower. And that's why I remember I say it with her. Booby yeah, flower. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. No, it was, it, I'm glad I did that. Um, someone said, oh, you didn't do that. Um, you know, you paid that money for that. And I went, every minute was so yep. for me. Everything. Yeah, it was amazing. And going up the back stairs and then coming down those stairs was, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Am I going to fall? Yeah. So I guess it felt the same, even though we were all different ages, um, uh, but we wanted to do it. There was an Australian girl in there. She she ended up doing um, uh, the show in at Rest Point in Tasmania with me, and um, I'm yet to find her again. She lives in Sydney. Catherine, I think her name is. But um, uh, she came up to me and said to me, hello, Alana, and I went, oh, Hello. And I knew the Australian accent, but I, I thought, oh, and I said, well, how did we meet? And she's telling me, because that goes back to 1980, you know. When you think back, you know, that's like 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the memories come back by doing all these interviews. The memories come back. I start yeah, to remember yeah. more what it was Absolutely. like backstage. Okay, I'll so I'm going to let you girl's name. I'll send you yeah. the girl's name for... Um, uh, the one that the interviewer. Stroke. Yeah. She, she, she actually was teaching children who had stroke. Oh, I would love to hear her story. Came into it, a very different story. And, and I think one might be really good for you. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you so much. This was um, okay. a blast. And mm-hmm. I, whoop, there's 